Episode 18, Seeds That Sprout. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Educators, this is Gretchen from Always a Lesson, here to empower you to reach your potential. And in fact, I call you elite because only an elite educator would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast just like this to help hone their craft. Today, I want to help you reignite your passion and potential by talking about watering your initiatives with intention and follow-through so that you have seeds that sprout. This podcast is especially for you teacher leaders, so let's get started. I was recently listening to the Primer podcast. That's with Troy Mooney and Herbert O'Neill. It's a leadership podcast for school administrators. And Troy was describing going on a morning run and passing by a neighbor's home where the sprinkler system wasn't working properly. And he started thinking about why that might have happened. Maybe it was ran over by a lawnmower, or the children were out playing in the yard and stumbled upon it. Somehow, it was broken. It was malfunctioning. And now it solely watered the concrete. And Troy was running right through this, thinking to himself, This reminds me a lot of what happens in schools. I mean, I'm sure this family had the best of intentions when they purchased this water sprinkler, thinking that their lawn was going to grow nice and green and be a healthy, beautiful environment for their children. But over time, things happened, and now it's just watering the concrete. And how similar that is in schools when we have an intention or an initiative and By the time time has passed, we look back and don't see the results that we thought we would see. We see a broken system or a system that's not growing, not having any results that we intended. It's just watering concrete. And so they ended up getting on a whole nother conversation about that. But it made me think about my experience. And I wondered, man, we might have this happen more often than we probably want to admit in education. I mean, our intentions are always great with what we're implementing, but then we look and the results don't even match up. It's as if we didn't do anything. Sometimes the results go backwards. Uh, We want to water the grass with the sprinkler. That's the intention, but the results, you know, what's happened through the process, the concrete is getting watered. The intention's not showing the intended results. And why is that happening? Well, I think it has a lot to do with the way we're monitoring our initiatives. And as a teacher, you might think, what does this have to do with me? This sounds like leadership and school administration. But there's so much you do on a daily basis in the classroom that could also be watering concrete. And so I want everyone to really listen to this because I think some of the questions I'm going to pose will help you realize that we're waiting too long to notice we're not doing the right thing or what our intentions are are not matching up. So what policies or procedures or processes 
are created with the best of intentions, but when it comes down to it, it's not resulting in progress. It requires constant reflection and tweaking. We call this being responsive. This is what we want teachers to do in the classroom when we have students achieving or not achieving. And we need to be able to, in the moment, decide what to do to get us back on course. You know, if that family had checked on the sprinkler, it might not have kept it from watering the concrete. But if they noticed the problem sooner and responded with solutions, it could get the sprinkler back on the right course. So I'm not saying that my message today is to prevent every problem that could happen, but it's about responding as soon as possible so that we can achieve the results instead of waiting too long when we've lost too much time and it's too late. So I want to share a brief story, and I don't even mean for it to be funny. And when I originally shared this with new teachers, I didn't even think it was funny. But hearing their reactions, I can now understand. So I was leading a professional development session on exit tickets. We're talking about data and how helpful it is to help guide our instruction and how I didn't want them to wait until they got to the test at the end of the quarter to know if their students were on track. And so as I was stating that, I, I leaned in and I said, you know what, I know I'm supposed to be teaching you about exit tickets right now, but I really don't even want you to wait to the end of the lesson for the exit ticket. I want you to constantly check for understanding to know if your students are with you. Because what's the point of moving forward if you've lost everybody? And so here comes the part that made them laugh. I said, I think of this as if I had a wagon full of children. And I am going on a walk around the neighborhood. And in fact, I'm going to walk one block to that stop sign. So I'm walking, I'm carrying the children in the red wagon, having a great time. And I reach the stop sign and I turn around. And I don't have any children in my wagon. In fact, they all fell out. That's the part that got them really giggling. And I didn't mean for that to sound probably as awful as it did. I didn't mean to inflict pain on imaginary children. But what I was saying is I waited too late to make sure that all my children were safe. And if I were a teacher in a classroom and the wagon is where all the learning is taking place and that sidewalk to the stop sign is where all the lesson planning and all the content delivery is occurring, that I need to constantly look over my right shoulder and make sure all those students are there. Otherwise, I'm going to pause and make sure that I can clarify to keep them from hanging in or hanging out of the wagon. And so I'm not saying that I can prevent them from falling out from the obstacles that lie before us, but with constant monitoring over my shoulder, I know when someone happens to fall out or get unsteady, And I can stop what I'm doing, stop my course, and adjust to make sure that they're safe and they're with me and they've got it. So if they fall out, I'm pausing, I'm placing them back in the wagon, and I'm moving forward to the stop sign. That way, when I reach that stop sign, I still have all the same students that I started with. And so, again, I didn't mean for that to be kind of a a funny, like, I can't believe she's talking about kids falling out of a wagon but I think what made it so funny was, oh my gosh, she has, she has a point. Like, that is totally how it works. They wait until the end of the quarter to have this huge assessment that counts for 90% of your grade, and the kids are still lost on chapter one that you delivered. And so the same thing is true 
of our intentions with what's happening on the school level. And when we're intervening or, or we have these grandiose plans, that's great. But that's a perfect world that we do not live in. And there are so many other factors that can affect our progress. And so I think it's great to have a plan. You need a plan. And I think it's great to know where you want to go and have that vision. But you have got to be flexible and you've got to be ready and you've got to be responsive so that in the moment you can keep yourself on course. It's not to say that you're not going to fall off course or that you may make a decision you weren't ready to make or have the information you needed to make. But you're committing to being responsive and flexible in the process so that you can reach that goal. You don't want to have to go in circles or backwards. That's not what your vision has set. So teachers, what are you doing right now in your classroom that's not showing the results you expected? Leaders, what are you working on right now that's not showing the results you expected? Should we keep letting the sprinkler water the concrete? Or do we want to change course, tweak a few things, and start watering the seeds so that they actually sprout. So you need a plan for checking in on your initiative. So for me, that's coaching cycles. My intention has this vision. And I also am working with teachers who have actions I can't control in the process. But as long as I make tweaks to those actions, we can get back on course to achieve my vision. The same thing's true with a lesson plan. You have students, teachers, that are, have actions outside of your control. But when you respond in the moment, you make those tweaks, you can get them back on course to ensure that you reach that objective for that lesson. So my plan with being a new teacher coach is setting a goal. And it's 100% of teachers improve in effectiveness by the end of the year. And that's my general goal. More specifically, I want 80% at least of my teachers to meet the baseline of the performance indicator on our effectiveness rubric. That's out of five, and so they need to hit a three. So I would share my intention with my staff so we're on the same page. I'd explain the process and then emphasize being flexible to respond to any unexpected obstacles. Then I meet one-on-one with each teacher to check in, make sure we align our goals and set a path. And I suggest every teacher do that with their students so that you know what the child wants to achieve that year, their own personal goals, so that you can help them achieve that. Then I'll help my new teachers review lesson plans so that the next time I see them, I'm observing that execution. And then following up with a coaching conversation where I'm going to model a way to make that lesson stronger and then give the teacher an opportunity to practice so I can give feedback. And that last piece is observing for that last execution, and this is where the fork in the road happens. Do I need to start my coaching cycle all over again with just as much support, or are you ready to now have shorter observations with quick check-ins from me because you've now understood the process and, and have the vision and we are now aligned? And I think that in order for this whole process and this coaching cycle for me to be successful is after each step that I check implementation because there's no reason to go on to the next phase if they're not ready. Like just because after reviewing a lesson plan comes an observation doesn't mean it's appropriate at the time. Maybe that teacher is struggling to find a way to meet certain learners and needs a day in the classroom with them after some tweaks on the lesson plan to figure out the flow 
And then the next day I could come in and see what they were able to put together. That's being responsive. I'm still following my course of action, but I realize that it's more important to allow growth to happen. And sometimes that means stepping back or it means listening or allowing them to problem solve. Because at the end of the day, we are still moving in the same direction. It's at a slower pace because I did have to pause. But that is so much better than me pushing through the cycle, get to the end and realize, oh, we have to do this cycle all over again because they need a lot of support when that's not really what they needed. They needed to just pause for a second. That was a lot of learning. They needed to digest it, apply it, and then they're ready to go forward. And that's true for any initiative that we can't just push through because it's the next item on the checklist. We need to make sure what we're doing is right in the moment. Sometimes we need to speed up. Sometimes we need to cut steps out. Sometimes we need to back up. Sometimes we just need to pause and breathe and reflect And sometimes we need to bring in other thought leaders to help us problem solve. So I want you to think about what you have going on right now that has the best of intention, but you're not seeing it in the results. That means we're not checking in as often as we should, or maybe we are and we're not allowing the process to take over. We're trying to control the process. We need to match our intention with the results we are seeing by constantly checking in on progress making those adjustments to realign. This means we're maximizing our efforts and our success. Our input is matching our output. You know, if our entire focus is on student growth, but we're not checking that sprinkler that's watering the concrete, we're wasting time. We're wasting intention. We're wasting effort. We're wasting potential. Those are seeds that are not sprouting. We need to formulate our intention. We need to share it for accountability purposes. We need to have that constant monitoring. We need to react appropriately to remain on course. Those results will then correspond with our intention, and it's a win-win. We have seeds that are sprouting. I recently saw the movie The Martian. Absolutely loved the whole movie for the fact that it was based on problem solving. NASA had this whole plan down to the minute, down to the T. I mean, every ingredient, every possible solution had been planned out, and things always seemed to go wrong. But I loved watching them work through it. They had this mission, this, they had this intention, they had this vision, they knew how it was going to happen, but somewhere along the lines, something would go awry. And instead of pushing through on the mission that they had planned, they're now off course. But that doesn't mean that these, oh, just watering the concrete, what a waste of time, this is an, another initiative that's not going to work. It's no, let's pause. Let's think. Here is where my origin is right now, but I need to get back over here. How am I going to do it? And they started brainstorming. I started problem solving. And before you know it, boom, they're back on course. It was a minor detour, but they were being responsive to what happened in the moment. And I know the survival rate is really important here, but isn't it for our kids to be successful? We should treat it like it's life or death. Like you have to make smart decisions in the moment and be responsive to what's happening and really start problem solving so that you can remain on course and achieve your mission and come back safe. And so that, re- that movie really is what brings this home for me 
is to make sure that, yes, having a plan is great and having a vision, but it's the process that really is the most important part. And to know that things are going to happen to put you off course, and that's okay. You're there in the moment to be responsive. Get us back on course so that the students are successful, our teachers are successful, our schools are successful, because this is our next generation. And it's so important that we're giving our best every day so that we will have a brighter future. All right, elite educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on watering your initiatives with intention and follow through so that you have seeds that sprout. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. podcast is sponsored by the Educators Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com dot com for more details. Hi, elite educators. If you want to get empowered to create and provide efficient and effective professional development sessions that are fun and inspiring, go grab my newest webinar by texting PD webinar as one word to three, three, four, four, four. So you're going to text PD webinar as one word to the number 33444. Nothing is dreaded more than a required boring PD session, so tune in to find out how to make it something teachers run to instead of away from. I've seen it happen in my own school. I now love PD, and you will too. educators. Are you in need of feeling empowered by someone who is just like you, who does just what you do, and well, just gets it? Then hop on over to alwaysalesson.com to learn more on the blog for tips and tricks of remaining passionate about your current work. Also, check out our social media links for more personal connection to other elite educators just like you. And if you're a newbie educator, grab a copy of my book, Elementary Education 101, What They Didn't Teach You in College, to ensure you beat the learning curve and end your first year ahead of the game. Alwaysalesson.com provides something for everyone. So elite educators, stop by today and get empowered.